McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Breaks a tackle. Welcome into the DNBR Buffs podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today we have Ben Girding with us. How's it going, Ben? Not too bad, all things considered. You know, wrapped up cozy at home just like everybody else. So it's good to be back on the show. Yeah, it's been a while. So Ben and I both sat through uh, Rick George's press conference today. He met with the media. It looked like there were probably 30, 35 people on the call. And, you know, he didn't have too much to say. And there weren't too many new questions for him just because nothing has really changed anywhere. You know, he did talk about some of the decisions, the NCAA's decision to open up uh, practice facilities on June 1st or allow conferences to make that decision. And the Pac-12's decision to allow facilities to open up for voluntary athletic activities on June 15th. And he is on that Division One council, so he voted on that decision for the NCAA and obviously has some pull in the Pac-12 as well. Um, but outside of that, there really isn't too much else to say, even though I really do appreciate him taking the time to talk. Um, and I'm just curious for you, Ben, what was the biggest takeaway from today for you? Well, I, I think it was the subtle optimism in his voice, I think brought you know, a, a little bit more hope back. Um, I think his last press conference would have been sometime uh, mid last month. And he was very, very pessimistic in his answers and whatnot. And I, I think you saw Rick open up a little bit more. Now, with that being said, he did not stray away a whole lot from his opening script. Uh, you know, he still was saying uh, pretty ambiguous as far as answering any firm dates or, you know, firm details on what facilities and what that exactly is going to look like. But he even noted it himself. He said he was more optimistic today than he was six to eight weeks ago. And I think that's a great marker in just showing the progression and showing that, you know, the, the facilities and the athletic directors are all, they're working together to come to a solution and there is being progress made. Yep. Yep. And that is my biggest takeaway as well. Um, things aren't nearly as dire. They don't seem as they were before. I, I, there's still some big questions. He said he doesn't know what the venues will look like next year, the stadiums. Um, and he, he meant, will there be people in them? Um, but he did seem very confident. There'd be sports. I, I, I think it really seemed like he felt that they were past the point where you had to really be worried about things being canceled, at least for the buffs. Yeah. I I think it transitioned from the if to the how it goes from, you know, talking about if there's going to be sports, if things are going to be able to open back up to when, how are we going to execute this? And like you said, 
the way the stadium looks and, and the way that the actual production is set up is going to probably look very different. But the thing is, we still just don't know because we're so far out. And so I appreciated his candidness on that and not telling us things that, you know, we knew would, would grab attention because, you know, a headline of, well, there's really no movement on what the stadiums are going to look like next year. That may not, you know, draw as many clicks, but I appreciated the candidness and, you know, it, it seemed just, again, the optimism in his voice, it gave him a chance to kind of express that they, they are headed in that right direction. Yep. Um, some more important notes here uh, before we keep just talking about what we thought. Um, the Buffs do plan on opening things up on June 15th. They do have to uh, still follow the Boulder and Colorado guidelines uh, and and so the big one is that gyms aren't allowed to be open in Boulder. And so before the weight room can open, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and I think Neil Wolk asked this question, and it was a very good question. But they don't know uh, what's happening there. But Rick George did say that he thinks even if the weight room isn't quite ready to open at that time or whatever those specific facilities are that won't be able to open, he does think that there will be a lot of students around. Um, first of all, because he said, I believe 133 student athletes are still in Boulder um, with more on the way because things are opening. Um, but I, I mean, yeah, that's kind of the situation. He, he thinks that because they have the student success center open, uh, they can set appointments with the, the trainers for whatever they need help with. They can use some of the other facilities. He thinks that there will be plenty of student athletes coming and he's been in contact or his staff has been in contact with them. Um, recently to try to figure out what's going on um what do you think ben you've actually been in boulder with the gyms i mean what's it what's it like like i don't even know up there i i, I finally drove through there on memorial day because we were going up to one of my friend's places and to celebrate but can you just give us an update on what boulder is like yeah, it's different for sure. I, I've been in Boulder since the world ended, as I like to put it. Um, I only took a two-day break. I flew back home to Ohio, got in the car, and then drove it all the way back. And, you know, it, it's first of all, it was interesting to see what the world's like outside of the country, but uh, it's different in Boulder. You see a lot more people that are more, you know, pessimistic than normal, which, you know, rightfully so, but normally it's a, it's a lively town and, you know, just driving around like, you know, Pearl street or, or 29th street, obviously there's not that many people around. Uh, you know, the wait to get a Cosmos pizza now is pretty, sh pretty shorter, which I appreciate always, you know, being able to grab that, uh, you know, to go, but yeah, I, I've worked out at Kit Field a couple times. I've seen some athletes out there. Um, you know, Katie Nixon posted a video of him running routes um, on Kit Field. I believe that was yesterday. And it's not just football players. Um, there were I, I actually I spoke with a uh, lacrosse player and a volleyball player that were both there just I bet doing you did. apps around. Do what? <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah. Hey. In, in my defense, I was having a little practice for our flag football team to oh, okay. you know, just make oh, sure the playbook was flag, ironed flag out. Football yeah. team. Well, it's not ready yet. There's just a couple of us. We're still in the recruiting phase, you know? So that's why um, I had the opportunity to, to speak with these fine okay. young individuals to add, you know, just kind of gauge their interest. Wow. So, so wait, <laughs> it's, it's like a co-rec flag football team. Did yeah, you, were you guys a, good last like year? It's like intramural. 
We didn't play. This is, this is okay. new. Yeah, you know, okay. this, this is new. So I, I dabbled in, in football in high school. Obviously, I was the star quarterback for a flag team back oh. then. So I had to, you know, take my talents up to the Rockies naturally. <laughs> so, but no, yeah, so no, I've seen athletes working out there. The, the school itself, the campus itself is starting to open back up as far as people working out and running outside, which I think is great to see. And you can tell that they're athletes because they're in much better shape than a layman like myself. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's how Boulder is. And yeah, just touching on, you know, Rick George again, too, talking about some of those takeaways, I appreciated how it seemed like they were prepared and they had a, a calmness in their voice. Like there was scenario planning that they had fail safes in place and, you know, looking to, you know, the NFL guys saying that, you know, when they spoke to them, they, the NFL is very uh, strict on saying like, no, it's business as usual. We're not worrying about it. And so it, it's nice to hear Colorado's AD talk about, you know, the fail safes and, and, you know, how they're weighing different options. He, although, you know, the, like we said, the details were ambiguous. He still kept mentioning, you know, we're reviewing all these scenarios, which is kind of reassuring that you feel like they're going to have a plan no matter what direction it swings. Yep. And we do know what those first steps of the plan are. And uh, that's getting the student athletes on campus. And I should say that he, he mentioned in his, that in his letter to student athletes and their parents, that this was a decision for the student athletes and their parents. He doesn't want them to feel like they're being pressured to come back. Um, He just wants them to know that the buffs feel like they are ready to take them back if they think that that's a safe decision for themselves. Um, But he did say that they're excited to bring them back and that when they do get back, they will be under a quarantine that they do have to quarantine themselves before they'll be allowed to use the facilities. And that's one of the reasons why you could see a, a flood of those student athletes getting in there pretty quickly because those facilities are going to open June 15th. He didn't say the length of the quarantine, but typically those have been about 14 days. So if you were able to get down there in the next three, four days, you would be able to use the facilities as soon as they open. So I do think there might be a bit of a rush here. Like you said, 133 of them have been sticking around. Um, I asked him and we'll talk about, actually, you know, here's a little day. I'm not sure if I have the audio for this podcast, um, but if I do, or of the audio of today's call to put at the end of this podcast, but if I do, then I may not have had my own mic on. So you may have only been able to hear everybody else on the zoom call, but not me asking my question. And so in case that is the case, uh, my question was whether Rick George had talked to athletic directors or representatives from schools that the football team is not currently scheduled to play about potentially scheduling a game because other opponents could fall through. Um, and, And he mentioned Fresno State, the California schools don't really know what's happening there. Um... But he said that he hadn't even had those conversations, which surprised me a little bit because I would have thought at the very least, you know, you you put in a call up to Greeley, say, hey, we may have these open dates. Just want to see how open you were to coming down and playing us at Folsom if one of these were to come open. Um, Did you have any thoughts there, Ben? Yeah. And I'm going to completely contradict my last point by saying, I appreciated how prepared he sounded (laughs) for different points to then say, you know, no, we haven't talked to any ADs, you know, and this is all conjecture. I think that those feelers 
have been placed just because I, I, I would think that feelers like that, I think that I, whether or not it's been he's placed the call, sent an email, or he's had, um, you know, rivals, nearby schools, whatnot, schedules assimilated so he can compare those dates. I think there has been some comparison just because of how long the California decision um, to not, oh, I believe it was just to not allow fans, right? That was that decision. But mm-hmm. it was, it happened a long time ago in, in, in re- regard to the quarantine. So I feel like that gives them something else to plan for and they've had some time. So I was a little surprised that he was quick to say no and, and harp on it so much saying how it was premature to react or to, you know, talk about it. But, you know, maybe in that regard, it is a little bit of blind optimism that it'll all work out. And maybe, you know, that plays into the fact that he said he's more optimistic today than he was two months ago. And, and maybe, you know, although California may have made a decision about fans already, at this point, it looks like schools are across the country are becoming more open to at least entertaining this idea of sports, regardless of fans. So I think that that might play a part into it. But absolutely, it was kind of surprising to see that idea shut down so quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's all I had from today's call. Uh, did you have anything else you want to talk about, Ben? Not really. Just again, it was pretty much just pretty blanket re- restating the information that was released over the last couple of days about, you know, the Pac-12's decision and C. Boulder's Chandler's decision coming down, reiterating those details and just kind of giving it the sport twist. So, you know, I, like I said, I, I think there's reason for optimism to expect that there should be sports back in some form. But again, now it's, it's not about the if, it's just about the how, whether or not it's we're tailgating at Folsom this time or not this time next year, but you know, in six months, <laughs> or if we're having a virtual watch party, I think that's what's up for determination. All right. Um, so like I mentioned, I'm not sure if I have the audio, my software for that was a little bit finicky, but I'm going to see if I can make it work. Um, here's what's going to happen for all you podcast listeners. I'm going to post this podcast, me and Ben talking and get it up pretty quickly because uh, that way you can listen to it more quickly. And then I'm going to deal with this audio from the call thing. And if I can get that audio, it will be its own separate podcast in the podcast feed as soon as I get my hands on that. Uh, So be ready for that. Before we get out of here, I did have one more note I wanted to mention. One more bit of news that came out today. Justin Guerrero of Rivals reported that tomorrow morning, that's Friday morning at 6 a.m. sharp, Antonio Alfano will begin working with Matt McChesney at 6-0 Strength and Fitness. That's what you want to hear. That's what you want to hear. Exactly. It's what you need to hear as a Buffs fan to get you some excitement about, hey, this kid was so highly touted coming out of high school, the, the hype around him and with Mel Tucker leaving and the suspension, so much ambiguity, but this is great, great news. Yep. Yep. For the, for the very least, we can be confident that he will be in the state of Colorado for the foreseeable future, which is important. That <laughs> yes. means he's not following Mel to Michigan State. He's not trying to transfer to whatever other school. Maybe not the end of the story here, but at least there is a little bit more. I don't even know what to call it. I don't know. I feel better. I feel better. We haven't gotten <laughs> yeah. an update on the suspension from Carl Durrell. Um, we do know he's suspended indefinitely. Um, but again, that was two months ago. So who knows what's going on there? Hopefully we get a chance to talk to Carl sometime soon. Thank you, Ben, for coming on today to talk about that call. And for all you podcast listeners, 
Ben will be back on early next week to talk again about broader topics within the Buffs world, basketball and football. I'm super excited. And you guys will enjoy that too, I hope. (laughs) All right. That's going to do it for today. If you guys have any questions, uh, feel free to send them in. Uh, Leave them in the comment section of the post for today's show at ddmvr.com, and we will get to those on the next episode. I think they like my Colorado swag. Cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly get a book.